Hey there, travelers. I'm Coley. And I'm Joshua. And we're the host of the Traveling Families Podcast. We're a traveling family exploring the country as full-time RVers with our twin sons and dog on an indefinite road trip. The Traveling Families Podcast is an interview show where we talk with other parents about their opinions, perspectives, and experiences in many of the areas that make up a traveling lifestyle. So pour a drink and join us as we dive into the details of one family's journey. So tell us about your family, who's traveling with you, and your your family makeup. It's me, Lindsay, Stuart, my husband, and our two children, Audrey and Maverick. We also have a almost 11-year-old black lab. So tell us about your rig. Even yeah, Do the best you can. <laughs> so we, we currently have a travel trailer with a dedicated bunk room. It's 39 and a half feet long. And we are downsizing that to a 27-foot Airstream. You guys are adventurous. <laughs> Something like that. I've heard a lot of words. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. It'll be nice, though. Like, that's going to be super nimble. Oh, yeah. Oh, just towing it from Florida up to North Carolina, just getting it here. I was able to pull in the gas stations. Like, there is just zero concerns about, like, where you can get it. I could pretty much pull it through a drive-thru. Yeah, nice. You know, in comparison to having to, like, pre-plan, you know, lunch stops and everything else. It's not about the Airstream. We're talking about our family. Hey, <laughs> the equipment is important because it what if somebody's going to looking in to do this and they, you know, maybe they think they need this ginormous, you know, long yeah. fifth wheel or travel trailer. And then you can show them like, no, we tried that, but now we're in a smaller one. And this is why it's so much more awesome. We were told by veteran RVers, they were like, get the smallest RV you possibly can to start out with. And we were like, we... So you guys went to 39 feet with <laughs> stuff off the back. I said, you know, okay, let's try to stick around the 35 foot range. And she's like, no, I like this one. And I do what I'm told. So we, uh, we got the 39 and a half. Well, and also, I mean, I, I would never suggest to anybody like that's never towed before to go ahead and, and get a 40 foot travel trailer but Stuart has extensive experience towing so you know yeah honestly I mean we, so, we really haven't had too many issues with towing a trailer that length I mean just getting in it's reservations yeah, it's getting in. Getting, I mean down the floor and whatnot without trails it's it's not an issue we've had a couple other spots to where it was a little hairy where I was I was a little nervous about it because you know with it being a travel trailer it tows about the same as a 44 foot 50 wheel right it's not small, but it's been okay. But, but I, I'm definitely excited to uh, not have to care so much about the, 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 awesome. the route plan. So how long have you guys been traveling? When did you launch? We launched in October of, we, we started traveling October of 21. Of 21. We've, we moved into our rig and we're stationary July of 21. So you're coming up almost on two years? No, one. Coming up on a year. One year. Yeah, we, we traveled. Oh, 2022 right now. Yeah, we, yeah. We tra- <laughs> we're time travelers, <laughs> apparently. We uh, traveled extensively and, you know, prior to that. With uh, a with a 30-foot, 28-foot. 20, 20, Close 34 feet. Oh. oh, okay. We had a small travel trailer, but... <laughs> when you say travel extensively, like long trips or just like weekend warrior, oh, yeah. well, we like did, trips like, around? We did like month-long trips with that. And then what are you guys using to connect to the internet on the road? We use T-Mobile Home. And we've had that since the beta program launched. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. had that for, geez, almost four since years. Since before now. it was cool. Yeah, because we actually use that <laughs> in our house. 
you know, prior because we just, we didn't really have any decent internet options at the time. So we, mm -hmm. we have that. We also do have a Verizon hotspot and then my truck actually has AT&T built into it. So we're we thinking have, about oh, nice. Starlink. Yeah. Starlink's That's what all the cool AT &T. kids are doing right now. I yeah, heard. Just, we're talking to you through Starlink. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that you guys got it's, Starlink. It's definitely not a magic bullet, especially, you know, like for people who have to do a bunch of video calls and stuff like there are, there are, it does drop it like every so often, every hour. And we've had okay service. We actually like here in the middle of Washington state, like in the Canyon, thankfully we're, f we're facing North because otherwise it probably wouldn't work going through the mountain. Oh, okay. So it's, I mean, it's, it's just another arrow in your quiver, right? It's not something that you could have just Starlink and then be like, think you're going to stay connected. Well, the great thing about Starlink is it's, it's just going to get better. Yeah. Right. It's also going to get more expensive. It just keeps adding on things. I heard that. Yeah. They just boosted it 25 bucks if you wanted to be able to move it. Yeah. So they, when we ordered it, it was $99. And then the next month they boosted it to 110 and then they opened up portability so you could officially travel with it. So we'll see what the, the end total gets to. And then once you start adding it all up, like we're spending three or $400 a month just to get connected to the internet. And Ooh. I thought paying $75 a month at our sticks and bricks was a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta nice. have it. Yeah. So where all are you documenting or sharing your travels online? Cause I know you guys have active social media, but we want to make sure we let our listeners know everywhere you are. So we are on Instagram and on TikTok sometimes when I'm not mad at TikTok. And also we, we are going to be more active about posting on YouTube coming up here soon. We're going to share more about like our Airstream mm -hmm. build and, and that kind of stuff on YouTube. I'm sure that'll go over really well. Yeah. That's, we're hoping. Yeah. And especially since you have that perspective of, hey, we did a longer one and now we're not just downsizing to no slides, but <laughs> but to like shorter and no slides. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we went from like 285 square feet to 212, which in a house is no big deal. It just lives in the closet, but. It's uh, quite, quite a bit of space in a, in a camper. Yeah. Uh -huh. when, that, when that closet is, you know, 30% of your square foot. I just, exactly. I believe that every, you trade everything in life. So our trade off for having a much smaller space is that we'll be able to explore more. And that's really like why we're doing this anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. We might not survive. But You're stealing our thunder. Okay. So we'll jump into <laughs> the, the, the meat of the questions. Cause our first one is. So why did you guys start traveling? Why did we start traveling, Stuart? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that has so many I mean, starting with, you know, neither one. Um, you know, other than myself, my family vacation was like a long weekend to see a grandparent, and that was about it. So we've both always just kind of been... Nope. Cut out. Oh, yep, sorry. That was Matt, Matt never decided to come join and immediately hit the mute button. <laughs> you know. I love you. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> you, you need to go back to your room. No. All right. You can keep talking. I'll take care. Well, you're gonna take your uh, headphone with you. So. <laughs> Kids are so easy. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're can. the easiest travel buddies ever, right? You just throw them in the back and go. <laughs> that's actually, that's the one thing I will say we're super lucky with. Our kids do really travel well in the car. Like we've heard like other people, like kids getting sick and not going that far. Like I can easily push my kids six hours a day. And for the most part, they're pretty good depending on the snack selection, but they do uh, well. But as far yeah. as the, the travel aspect of what got us into it, it was definitely the wanting to, you know, get out and see the world and then, you know, show our kids that was, was definitely a big driving force. And we've just kind of felt, you know, called to it for years. Yeah. I think just like experiencing life outside of small town Ohio has always just been a strong calling for me. That's so true. You know, being out and getting to experience in more than one little locale um, definitely can broaden yeah, your horizons. Yeah, I think it's stuck in like that rut of like everybody from Ohio goes to North Carolina for two weeks during the summer. They go to the beach and then that's and they go to the same place every year. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're not really experiencing anything different. No, because everybody came with you for the two weeks from right, Ohio. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that we just wanted more, wanted something different. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how do you guys finance or how do, what do you do for income to be able to keep traveling? We live on a hope and a prayer. <laughs> that's definitely part of it. That, that, I feel like there's a song yeah, there, in there. Yeah, there's some country songs that could uh, could relate to our, our, our finances. Obviously, I do, you know, RV repair and renovations are, you know, we're kind of, you know. Was that what you started out with? Uh, to get on the road, yes. Actually, actually prior to COVID, because I, I also have a photography business, um, that was actually our original means to get away from my, you know, nine to five job that I had prior. And then, you know, COVID hit and pretty much killed my photography business. Mm-hmm. So kind of pivoted from that. And then I got into, you know, the RV inspection and, you know, repair side of things because I've always had a background in those type of, you know, repair, renovation type stuff. So we went, you know, heavy into that and, you know, started really doing a lot of that while I was still doing my nine to five job. And then finally got too busy to where, you know, I had to had to give up the nine to five just to continue to grow the RV business. And so now you're doing inspections and renovations? Yes, I actually started with the inspections. That's, I did that for probably the first, you know, six to eight months. I pretty much, that's all I did. Um, And then I got into the repair and the renovation side of things. Yeah, the renovations kind of came just for the fact that we, A, wanted to do it for ourselves. um, And two, it's just something that, you know, both of us can do do together just because, you know, she's got the the design and the the eye for, for the styles and, Again, I just do what I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) So then what are you guys doing for healthcare while traveling? How are you handling doctors, dentists, orthodontists, getting prescriptions? You know, if you were to have a baby on the road, births, prescriptions, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) We would have a baby on the road. That would be a home birth in our 27-foot airstream. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a sensational YouTube video right there. Um. Uh, healthcare, we actually found a naturopathic doctor actually on the road. Um, it was actually one of my first service calls that I did after we launched and, and we, we met them in Tennessee. I did some work for them 
and found out that he did, you know, telemedicine. Yeah, that's who we see. So that's, yeah, we, we, we see him. He orders, you know, blood work, all that type of stuff. He can order where, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in the country. You know, you can kind of, you know, go give blood or whatever it may be. And then, you know, he either, you know, video chats you or just calls to, you know, go over numbers, that type of things. And that that's worked out well for us as far as, you know, the... For the kids, we, <clears throat> like, we have appointments for them when we go back. To, we plan to be back in Ohio for a little bit this summer, and we have appointments scheduled for them. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like their yearly just checkups, yearly that type checkups. of stuff. Sent us right. appointments while we're back there, that kind of thing. That's awesome about just, like running into a, a doctor who not only is willing to see you while you're traveling everywhere, but like can do the telehealth yeah, he, wherever he you travels. are. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're full time as well. So, I mean, it's a, uh, it, it was, it was cool. Again, that's one another big thing that's great yeah. about the RV community is it's just, there, there's somebody that does everything, you know, that still lives in an RV. Mm-hmm. So you can, you, you meet a lot of really, really, you know, cool and interesting people. Yeah, man, have we. <laughs> so another uh, constant, you know, question, burning on somebody's mind is so okay you found a solution to the doctor but what about if you're someone who's used to meeting your spiritual needs through like a weekly church service or something along those lines how have you guys addressed that if it applies yeah we we watch church online and we've had like a lot of you know it's interesting because before we launched we didn't really see the value in it we didn't we didn't attend church on a regular basis and we didn't grow up with any sort of religious or spiritual background at all. But that's something that's evolved since traveling and since meeting people and it kind of like changed our view on that. And so now we, we do see the value and we like right now we're staying in North Carolina where his, a lot of Stuart's family is and we've attended church with his family, but we've also attended church online and almost every church does a broadcast now. Right. That's definitely something that was beneficial of coming out of people not being, not going physically yeah. to church is that they all figured out how to do broadcast. Mm-hmm. And they, and they learned that even without, you know, social distancing or whatever, there's a lot of value of people still attending, but attending from home. Yeah. Cause honestly, I mean, with the kids, sometimes it's just, you know, trying to get out the door early in the morning on a Sunday, just, it's it just, yeah, yeah, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, being able to, right. you know, kind of at the last minute, just decide, yep, yep this isn't going to happen. We can just go on the, we can just put it on TV and call it a day. Yeah. And then you can use your own bathroom and get snacks when you <laughs> yeah, need exactly. to. And... Yeah. Now I have to worry not about freak when, out kid... when kids are crying. <laughs> yeah, you need that third cup of coffee. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, we have been lucky. We have found some churches that have some great, like, you know, Sunday schools, things like that, where, you know, you can kind of pass your, your kids off for, you know, that hour or two during, yeah. which, you know, the kids love for the most part. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nice to get that little bit of a break. So what are you guys doing for, for schooling? So we do, um, Blossom and Root curriculum, okay. which is like a nature-based, um, curriculum. And we, we kind of like, I don't want to say we unschool because that's not true, but we, um, when we're working on school, we just try to like follow her interests more than try to force her into a direction. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense, but it completely makes sense. I mean, yeah. trying to force like <laughs> somebody to like, no, the, the schedule says this, do yeah. this versus going with the flow. You might actually get more learning. Yeah. In. And she totally does. I mean, 
you know, she doesn't excel at everything, but that the things that she's super interested in, she, she really does. And she's really interested mm-hmm. in biology and, and other like natural sciences like that. So generally we try to like sprinkle everything in under that kind of subject. And that's probably the best part about traveling too, is because you come across so many, you know, oh, museums yeah. and animal hospitals and just all sorts of different. Just outdoor activities. like Yeah, exactly. Activities, but are, you know, also, you know, great for the mind. And she really, really excels in those categories. Mm-hmm. Nice. Have you guys done any of like junior ranger programs through the national parks? I think even some state parks have them too. We did a junior ranger thing when she was a little bit younger, but we this this past year we haven't gone to any national parks yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on that when we can get to more. We used to actually live near a national park in Ohio. There is one there. <laughs> but... Um, uh. The only reason I asked is uh, you were talking about, you know, biology and nature. And so uh-huh. the, one of the national parks that we did hit right away was Big Bend National Park. And the boys did the Junior Ranger program. And I have never learned so many cacti or names of plants, you know, and oh, animals than helping them through their books. So it just made me think about that. Yeah, it's definitely in the plan. Mm-hmm. Right now she's learning a little bit about how to lay a floor in an airstream. <laughs> There you go. Hey, there you go. All learning is learning. Yeah. Do you guys miss anything from living in a sticks and bricks home? We had like a, a big, huge garden. We kind of had a micro farm going on with chickens. And we raised like birds for meat. And we had like all that. I, I And we had like big blueberry bushes. Yeah, we so, kind of had a hobby farm more yeah, or less. Like now that's farm. that's what we sold back so in 2020. So I think that I miss having that. Um Mm-hmm. But I would do that again in a heartbeat. I think Stuart would too. Yeah, we've talked about yeah. it. Always, I mean, possibly trying to find like a home base location, something you know, somewhere to where we oh, probably right. would never. Yeah, we probably wouldn't honestly do another house. I've always been interested in like a you know like a loft barn or something like that. But you know, something that would kind of be in between like house and a barn that's just kind of a little bit mm-hmm. of added space for you know if we're gonna be back there for a couple months at a time or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah, I think we really see the value in in living tiny and and what that adds to your family and spend time sitting around inside. So I think even when we settle, if we ever settle down in the future, it would be a lot of emphasis on like spending time outside. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. yeah we've definitely always been you know outside driven. Up until now, how have you guys planned your routes and the locations you guys were going to stay at? Um, we kind of. Pick a spot. I like go crazy on Google Maps, and Stuart tells me there's no way in heck we're gonna get all that done. <laughs> and then he does what he's told, right? No. Some, sometimes, and that, that, you know, like you know, uh, the last couple of months, obviously, you know, I've had some bigger jobs and whatnot, so we've we've scheduled a little bit of our travels around, uh, work. you know, work. So you know, we'll be in a place for you know a couple of weeks just while you know I'll I'll do a job or whatnot, and then we kind of move on from there. But yeah, we, we, we try to at least stay a month yeah. or so out. I think a lot of things factor into travel planning because, like, you know, I feel like you always have to go somewhere for something with your family. Like, my brother's getting married in November, so obviously we're going to attend his wedding. And that kind of, like, shifts the travel plans that we thought we were going to have. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like what apps we use or as, or like how we decide where to go and when. 
Honestly, whatever input, like the, you know, one of our main goals with this podcast is to provide value to people that are, you know, really thinking about jumping into the lifestyle. So, you know, if you have a great app and you're like, I plan it this way, but I think it's really relatable. Like a lot of us, you know, just because we decide to go and live in a trailer doesn't mean that we don't want to visit our family or attend family events. And so that can definitely drive some location choices. Yeah, I think that first we we definitely want to stay where it's warm. We don't want to be going anywhere where it's snowing. Our plans totally went out the window this summer. So yeah, we weren't planning on buying an airstream and and like yeah, but this yeah the yeah the going so to the airstream. How, tell us how that, that came literally about. turned in from her doing a design consult for the family we bought it from, and then just mentioning that okay, well now we have this airstream project that we have to get rid of. And my wife has always wanted an Airstream. And next thing we know, three days later, we're buying an Airstream and I'm towing it from Florida to North Carolina. <laughs> and it literally. Wait, so these 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 folks hired you to do a design on a no. different Airstream and then said they had so this they, one to sell? They, um, they had us do a design. They bought a Forest River vibe to live in. And they, they had just recently adopted two children. So that Airstream. It was, it, gotcha. it was so gutted. It was way, they're not like, they don't have a steward. <laughs> yeah. They're not, steward. Um, they were, they like hired out some work and the guy didn't, didn't do really good work, like repairing the frame and everything. So when we went to look at it, Stuart was like, well, you know, there's a couple of other issues and they basically were like, we really want you guys to have it. They gave cool. us a, yeah, that's fortuitous. Yeah, it was one of those that I I couldn't say no. It was it was too good of a deal to to pass up, and it was just one of those. Well, okay, what 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 are we doing here? <laughs> so yeah, our our entire travel plans changed. Yeah, we were supposed to be headed out out west, and and what's your time frame projected to get it done? And we're back trying living to get in? it at least mostly completed by the end of June to take it back up to Ohio. But we don't have, like, we're not, if it takes longer, it takes longer. Yeah, my, my, my goal is to definitely have it rolling we're just down the road at the end of the June. Yeah, there may still be cool. some projects, you know, like finishing solar, that type of stuff that, that might happen down the road. But uh, I definitely want to be, you know, back on the road by July 1st. Nice. Very cool. So then when you guys are on the road, how do you find the best ways to stay connected with previous friends and then also what have you found as good ways to make new friends on the road you just fire up your smoker if you're Stuart, and people people just like <laughs> invite themselves to dinner their noses lead them to you <laughs> well, follow the smoke honestly too like his truck has his business name and stuff like that and people always come up and talk to him about stuff repair wise and we met so many families just on like through social media and other ways I like to stay connected to like my, my friends back home, we use a Marco Polo app. You can just send like little video clips and, and then it's like you see them and you can connect with them better than a text message or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, they can see it when they have time or whatever. So it's, right. yeah, you don't have to get yeah, it. I think that's like a really valuable tool to connect with with friends and family that we don't get to see often. Yeah. And the kids FaceTime, you mm-hmm. know, their friends a lot. They use uh, you know, like Facebook messenger. Yeah. With their friends. Yeah. With, yeah. With their friends. So it's, I mean, 
you know, Audrey still talks to, you know, tons and tons of people that we've met on the road. Um, and then honestly, even down in Florida, had some good people along the way. And, you know, it kind of altered how we traveled a little bit down there even um, with kind of making sure that you know, like we would match up some reservations and whatnot with, you know, other families that, you know, had kids that, that liked our kids, that type of stuff. Yeah, I think right. that if you're starting out in this lifestyle, spend your first winter in Florida. Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, that's, that's where you'll find other full-time families to where you'll be able to make the connections, you know, going you out west or families, yeah. Florida. <laughs> but I think that, I mean, when you, do you think you guys would agree with that? Like Florida is just a, yeah, I definitely, it was, yeah. there was tons of families all over the place. I think that's the highest concentration of both planned and unplanned interactions yes. with other people exactly. that live full time on the road. Yeah. Because even if you're not using one of the huge like membership places to book your stays, we even had an opportunity when we just we got a first come first serve outside of Tampa, you know, yeah. at a county park, and we ran into a full time family. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just it just you're right. Florida and winter just you know invites the full time families to get out of the snow. Yes. So yeah, and you talk to a lot of you know families that have been on the road you know three four five years. Um, they look at Florida in the winter as kind of like yeah, it's kind of like their home because that's where you know you do start making and reconnecting with with everybody else where you you, you know you see them for more than maybe a week at a time. We're a little um, more dispersed during the summer months. But. Yeah, because obviously everybody kind of mm-hmm. either flees up the east coast or out west or you know whatever it may be. But you know it's definitely a place to kind of reconnect with people and and you know have some fun holidays and whatnot with them. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of connections, so how do the two of you stay connected when you're in a tiny space with youngins and a pet? And our kids go to bed at seven p.m. Sound machines. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> sound machines. Um, We're also lucky in the sense, but I mean, obviously, you know, our our kids are still young, so you know, those type of things aren't being asked yet we're not really getting questioned on those things um you know a couple of years from now it, it, we, we may get questioned we'll, we'll see what happens uh but it's you know we i don't have any complaints in that department <laughs> <laughs> that's that's because Good you idea. do as yeah, you're told right <laughs> that's a valid that's a valid point <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, i mean husbands if you're listening just do what you're told <laughs> Well, that's a conversation yeah. for another. It's <laughs> campfire Do you guys have a timeline as far as how long you plan to be full time? Not even a clue. No. Nope. You know, pr- prior to being full time, I was a, a pretty regimented person. You know, I was, you know, right out of high school, I, I wanted to make sure I had a good retirement and everything else. So I was very, you know, planned oriented to a lot of ways. And getting on the roads really opened my eyes to just kind of letting things happen how they happen. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of gave up on, you know, putting timelines on things or, you know, obviously you still have to have a little bit of guidance, but I kind of, you know, kind of goes where the, the wind blows in a sense. I'm wearing off on him. Go where the wind blows person. And he's blessed like that. Mm-hmm. You got to balance each other out. We try. So this question may or may not be mute based off of, you redid your entire trailer, but what was something that you really enjoyed about your current trailer? And then what's something that you didn't like about it? I love everything about it, except for, I would say the length, but 
I, I mean, we, anything we didn't like, we changed. Yeah, because obviously doing the renovation, we, we pretty much everything that we didn't like about it, you know, we, we, we changed and, and made it to where it was something that we enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, my biggest downfall to it was the length. And that's not necessarily coming from like a spot, like I said, that, you know, we were unable to get into spots or, or whatnot. It just all depends on where you want to go. You know, if you want to go out west, you know, having a long rig. Can you do it? Absolutely. But you're going to be staying, you know, an hour outside of national parks and that type of stuff. So that's, you know, why you know, length is definitely uh, a downfall. With all the uh, renovations you guys did, I mean, you changed everything mm-hmm. you didn't like outside of yeah. cutting off the back, you know, six feet. What is one of the changes that you know for a fact that you want to incorporate in this redo of the Airstream that you're doing? I mean, I'm definitely doing solar again because I mean, we have a you know yeah. full solar and lithium setup on our current rig, and I will definitely be doing the same for the Airstream because we're kind of building it for like a boondocking special almost. Are you going to change anything about the setup that went into the Outback that's now going to go into the Airstream? I'm super happy with what I put on the Outback. The Airstream will have to be a little bit different just because of you know, like the size of the roof and everything else, I wouldn't be able to use like the same panels. But no, as far as components and, and battery choices, I'll probably stick with the stick with all the same stuff, you know, nice. which is, you know, Victron. And then I, I run SOK batteries, which I've been, which I've been happy with. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that we're not going to have a washer dryer in the Airstream. Yeah. It definitely takes up another day of the week. Yeah, we empathize. Yeah. We do not yeah. have one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... I know people don't like them at all, but, but I see so much value. And even if you can only do one small load a day, that's better than, than hauling a whole day. I mean, and I think for people who have older kids too, it's not a big deal, but nobody likes to right. do a that all day. No, and I broke it down just for the cost of it. Cause it's like, a, you know, washer dryer combos, you know, a thousand, eleven hundred bucks. I did the math on how much laundry we do a day. And I mean, it paid for itself. And I think, what was it? Eight months? I think is what it came out to being was, you know, the machines paid for at that point. Even if it breaks at a year old, you still got, you know, laundry for four months for free and you didn't have to go anywhere. You didn't have to wait for it. You didn't have to worry about somebody else pulling your stuff out of the, the dryer because you took too long. Right. Yeah. Was your Outback set up for a washer dryer or is that something that you added? We added, we actually like removed everything from the outdoor kitchen and cut away the counter, put in the washer dryer in our outdoor kitchen. Which the weight of the washer dryer, because a lot of people ask us this, like the weight of the washer dryer was just a little, little bit more than the weight. It of was 18 pounds heavier than the, the sofa. like the sleeper sofa that we took out of the back. So it was like a direct swap of weight on the back end of the trailer. And then we also cut a lot of the counter out, which was mm-hmm. weight too. So I think it was like even. And you're not towing it with, you know, full of water. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of us would give up the uncomfortable jackknife sofa for a washer dryer. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we, we removed that regardless, you know, because we just have one of like those nugget play couches that we, we put underneath both, you know, because obviously the one side was Audrey's bunk and then the other side was Mab's. And then mm-hmm. we just had one of those nugget couches, which weighs like five pounds underneath, right. you know, so they can make ports and whatnot with it. Yeah, having floor space was more valuable than the jackknife couch. Anyway. Oh, 100%. Sure. Yeah. The kids don't care about the couches. Yeah. (laughs) They'd rather sit on top of a pillow anyway Mm -hmm. or something that's not a toy. Anything but the couch. Yep. When we were talking about like the things you didn't like about your rig and you said you don't really have any, but has there been like a hard part about living a traveling lifestyle versus, you know, when you were stationary and not? 
I mean, packing up and, and moving sometimes seems really inconvenient. I think that that happens when you're doing a Florida, like, shuffle, and you're moving around, but you're not, you're just, like, moving maybe, maybe 30, 30 minutes, minutes down the road, you know, yeah. Down the road, that gets, like, super inconvenient and annoying. It's different when you're traveling and you're going, like, from destination to destination, but when you're just, like, kicking around the state, it's kind of really annoying to just move for no, it feels like no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long do you guys try to stay at each spot? I think max is like two weeks. I mean, we stayed longer in Florida sometimes, but. Yeah, again, doing the Florida shuffle, it's kind of just bouncing around campground. So we usually tried to do this, you know, the two, sometimes three weeks. I would have stayed in the Keys the entire time. <laughs> Everybody else would have too. So. Uh huh. So do you think going down to the Airstream with no slides that you're that may change in so much as your setup oh. time is going to be a lot quicker because one, you have less to put away because it's already right. mostly in its spot. I don't yes. have a two. I don't know why I said one and two, but that's, that's what I mean. Right. Like there's less to, there's less to set up once you're parked. Oh, yes, it, that's, it should make traveling so much faster and more convenient for the fact that, yeah, the only thing you have to do is put the steps up in, mm-hmm. in reality. Yeah. It, it should really cut down on, you know, the, the setting up, tearing down, not having to worry about sweeping under slides and, moving furniture and that's i mean that's a one downside like we have open shelving so yeah. you know we, we we do have to put like all of our plants in the shower which we'll probably still end up having to do in the new one because we'll still have plants but hey, plants are important oh i, I enjoy the <laughs> plants too like I, I i do enjoy the plants i'm not i'm not against them at all we're gonna have to cut back on a few but that's okay but yeah, no i'm extremely excited for the the minimal amount of having to do things to move and yeah. You know, day stopovers at like Harvest Host, that type of stuff will be a thousand times easier and better. It is hard, and I'm sure you guys like experience this too, packing up when your kids are running in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. You have them put all of their stuff away, and then, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to get it out, and you're like, but we're moving. But at the same time, it's like you have to give them something to do. I mean, it just becomes really frustrating sometimes. When you have a ton of things to pack up. And that also happens over time. Like when you're somewhere a couple of days, you're not taking ownership of your your spot. You're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. But when you're there for a couple of weeks, I mean, it looks like you moved right in. Right. <laughs> so It is funny how fast you can get settled and things just kind of like find yes. homes outside. And, oh, yeah. Underneath, you know, underneath. We look like a garage there. Yeah, right. Under every slide just stacked full of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you guys are dropping eight to 10 feet off the length of your rig. I assume with no slides, you're also losing some weight. Yeah. I guess this is more for Stuart, but are you going to change your hitch setup? So our current rig, we actually run a Hensley hitch, which has been amazing. You know, just for the fact that we have had zero issues with sway. Like I, I don't even feel the thing back there. It's, it's been amazing. We're not doing another Hensley, but we're going to be doing a Pro Pride hitch, which is like the same concept, the same, you know, almost same design. Not necessarily for the sway control. I mean, obviously that will be great. But the reason that we're doing it is because I can open my tailgate, you know, which which seems like a minor thing. But, you know, anybody that travels with a travel trailer knows that you can't drop your tailgate 90% of the time because it hits the, the jack. And so having a pro, like such a princess. I, I know it's minor, but man, hey, it is that a- is one thing that I changed very first thing is I rotated the head on our jack ninety degrees so that I could open the tailgate without unhooking. Yeah, any yeah, any man would 
a thousand percent agree with me on that. He moved the thing. He didn't. Well, the air, well, the airstream, unfortunately, not. The, the tongue is very small, so there is absolutely no. I would be able to do that. It's not even remotely close. But you know, the the Hensley and the Pro Pride add roughly about. I think it's like ten inches to the length of the front of the trailer, which is enough so my tailgate will go down. Nice. Our fuel economy will be so much better. That was a, that was one of the reasons we were kind of toying around the idea of downsizing was because fuel costs were going to be like so so high. And we, I mean, we do relatively well. I get about I'm right between eleven and twelve miles to the gallon pulling our current one, and it's a right between it's right around like the ten thousand five hundred pounds. It's not a super, super mm-hmm. heavy trailer, but it's not light. The Airstream will probably come in, you know, around like the 7,500-pound mark, all said and done. Honestly, yeah. probably even later. So, mm-hmm. And what are you towing with? I'll ram 2,500s. Yeah, I was going to be about to say, and I looked at Josh when you said 12 to, or 11 to 12 gallons. I was like, we're in the wrong truck. But then you said diesel. We're, we're running a gas. So oh, oh yeah. My, our last <laughs> truck was that, and I think... I never pulled this trailer with it, but our last trailer was about 8,000 pounds loaded. And I think I got, I, I think the best I ever got with that truck was maybe nine. Yeah, we're about 9,500 loaded and we get consistently eight and a half. Yeah, it's. And a good day we'll get nine. Wow. Yeah, so that was about the same because, yeah, I used to, it was another Ram 2500. It just had the 6.4 Hemi in it. Yeah, that's what we have. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, if you guys have any failures since you've left out? Anything you're like, oh, man, that was just horrible. Just recently, Stuart had to change the, the you can tell, the oh, filter. Yeah, actually, uh, heading up to, uh, actually, from Tennessee to uh, North Carolina, you know, just because of uh, many, you know, part shortages and whatnot, I could not find OEM fuel filters for my truck. And anybody with a diesel knows, you, I mean, you, you got to change your fuel filters relatively consistently and you know that the factories are what everybody likes to run just because there's there's a lot of chinese knockoffs but they just don't seal well they don't filter well and but i didn't mm-hmm. have a choice i couldn't find any oem filters and eh, we had about a thousand miles on the filters and the o-ring blew out and luckily Lindsay has a car that she follows us with and we're just going down the road and she's like i keep getting like this weird mist on the front of my windshield are, are you getting it I'm like, no. And there was a rest stop, actually, luckily enough, a mile and a half ahead of us. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll just pull over and, you know, maybe, you know, I was thinking maybe like her radiator cap or something else just be, you know, I was figuring it was cooling or something like that. And we pull over. I open my truck door and it just like hits me like a ton of bricks, just the, the smell of diesel fuel. I'm like, uh-oh, that's me. So, so yeah, shut the truck up, get off. It's already, you know, it's just pouring out of the engine compartment because the fuel filter under the hood, the O-ring blew. It was just pumping diesel out of it. But I didn't realize because my fuel gauge wasn't moving because I had I have an auxiliary tank in the bed of the truck, which was, you know, dumping fuel into my tank. So I didn't see like an increase in fuel usage. But ah. so I had no idea how much diesel fuel I dumped out of the, the bottom side of my truck. But I mean, my, the whole underside of the truck was soaking wet. The whole camper was soaking wet. You know, luckily enough, diesel is a great degreaser. So it's super, super clean now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a silver yeah. lining to everything. You just have to really <laughs> dig deep yeah, sometimes. So, so we're, we're 200 miles away from, you know, where we were going in North Carolina. You know, of course, like I said before, like I couldn't find fuel filters beforehand and that was ordering it. So it's like trying to find it local would have been a joke. So I actually had to modify 
the existing o-ring you know cut it down and actually have it seal on a different portion of it and that sealed it like 98 percent of the way it was still dripping a little bit but it got us to north carolina where i completely removed all the factory filters and, and installed an aftermarket kit so i don't have to worry about it anymore but that that's the worst nice. technical that's failure fun. we've had on the road we've had some other you know minor bumps <laughs> and bruises going down but nothing nothing that obnoxious i should say would you say that's also maybe your worst experience while traveling or just you said technical issue? <laughs> so is there a worst travel experience period? Uh, honestly, our first day on the road, we were traveling from Ohio and we our first stop over was in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And I was sick. The kids were sick. Oh, yeah. You know, so obviously that already makes traveling not fun. And we were going about six hours that day. I want to get oh, wow. this that was already kind of bad and we were going to a harvest host and when we pulled in it was it was kind of wet and we didn't get stuck luckily but trying to get level was a complete nightmare and she opens the door to just the most horrific electrical smell yeah, it smells like, and she starts oh. she starts screaming at me like this smells like electrical and blah 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 it so happened that our dvd player radio whatever you want to call it was pretty much like just about ready to catch on fire because we found out our son, Maverick, decided to start shipping quarters into the disc <gasps> machine. And who knows when he I'm did. I'm not laughing, I promise. Oh, it's oh it's, it's look at that guy. <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah, he... Maverick is laughing. <laughs> did you put the quarters in there? So, so that, that, that turned into me literally just taking my knife out of my pocket, prying the radio out of the... And it you was know, like smoking, like oh, it was smoking. So, oh, wow. so I just pried this thing out, ripped it out, unplugged it, and put it outside just to be on the safe side. <laughs> it's not gonna be us. But uh, that wow. that that was a rough night, and then our batteries were low because that was prior. That was prior to us having solar, um, and our fridge is twelve volt, not propane. So I had to get the generator out to start running it. Completely forgot to get fuel. So I had to run to the gas station. Then a thunderstorm rolls through. It, it was, uh, by the time that night was over, it was just like, well, maybe I'll call it now and just, just, just go back to a house. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Man, can't that. can imagine why you would think that. That might just win worst start ever. Maybe that'll be a new uh, thing we'll keep track of as we interview families. <laughs> yeah, some of our friends have told us it's like full-time living breaks everybody in in a different way. Like, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it, it just, it, we, we got our first real, like, well, this sucks. Oh, the generator wouldn't stay running that night. The sound machines kept turning off. The kids kept waking oh, <laughs> And then, and everybody's not feeling good anyway. Oh, yeah. And like, then we, on top and then of we had another this. six oh. hour drive the following day. So it was. That's kind of when we learn, like, okay, well, let's try not to do back-to-back six-hour days. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good rule of thumb. So, being that your trailer almost caught on fire, made me think of insurance. What are you guys using for full-time insurance? Uh, we have our our insurance is through Progressive. You know, it's full-time policy. Yeah, that's definitely something that's important because I don't think a lot of people understand that like you have to have a full-timer's policy. Otherwise, right. you know, mm-hmm. pretty much nothing's covered in the event of something happens. With your renovations in, in tech business, do you run into a lot of people that are trying to file claims and find out that they don't have the right coverage? Uh, I've never really had, I mean, because I, I, mean, I deal with a lot of warranty, warranty stuff, uh, and a lot of manufacturers will ask me that question if they're full-timing, which, 
you know, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, that's none of my business. I don't ask those questions, so I don't disclose sure. that to manufacturers. Um, but that's definitely something for, for people to keep in mind that not all manufacturers will even. We do know people who have an issue with their frame and the manufacturer. Oh, they're living in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately enough, yeah, when you, if you are buying a new rig and you're, you're somebody that wants that security of a warranty or whatnot, just uh, definitely know that not all manufacturers cover full-time living right yeah i mean because it kind of makes sense from their perspective in the sense of like we're making a travel trailer for recreational use right and they probably don't see that as you know 365 days of the year and traveling as much as we do tend to as full-time families exactly yeah they're not really built to live in but you know we just do it anyway well, we want to be respectful of your time and get you back to your families, but we've got about four rapid fire questions here to to wrap up. So the first one is, what is your current favorite piece of gear? I'm going with my coffee machine. What kind of coffee machine do you have? Oh, we have a Rocket Espresso machine. Like, I mean, anybody that knows us, you know, it, we're we're very 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 big on you know our, our coffee mm-hmm. uh, so i mean we even redid a whole section of our rv specifically for like a coffee bar and everything else and and with kids it's it's very very necessary to have good coffee <laughs> well and when you have those days like you just exp- <laughs> described earlier if you have some good coffee it, it you, yeah, at least helps you get through those times that's for sure what about you i would say my washer dryer but i'm not gonna have that <laughs> Luckily enough, I still have my washer and dryer. That's you. Oh, oh. I don't know that you're going to need the sound machines so tonight. We, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, she always tells everybody that people need a steward, so I just, you know, I, I need a Lindsay too. So there you go. <laughs> and, I, and I do my fair share of laundry. I, I don't. I no, don't no, push. we all know that. Yeah, we we don't we don't uh formally you know break roles. That's for sure. The gender role thing. No, it's pretty much whoever's mm-hmm. there and it's convenient. Do it exactly. Yeah. Someone may be putting out the fire with the kids while the other one puts out the dishes. <laughs> or well, to be fair, it's usually one or the other. I mean, they both usually happen at the exact same time. So. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, you could get creative. I saw a a trailer in Florida that they had a rack off the back bumper that they put their washer and dryer on the rack. And you could just go down and be the, the oh, airstream with the washer and dryer off the back. I literally saw that same one. Cause I, I, I it, it's funny you say that because they, it was, they were parked next to us that one time. I, I had the dryer and everything on the back. Oh, well maybe it was different people. No, oh, well, yeah, that's true. He, he just covered it with a tarp. Yeah. Florida is definitely the Mecca of weird RV stuff. Okay, so we know we need coffee in your household mm-hmm. and doing the wash is awesome. So what's the piece of gear that was a complete waste of money that nobody should purchase? It's specifically RV related? Uh, I mean, it could be as RV related as a coffee machine. I mean, just the one thing you guys bought for traveling. I brought with you that was a total total waste, a total flop. Yeah, total waste of money or space because space is a premium as we all know. We bought a couple of those little dehumidifier things. Oh, yeah, like those cheap Amazon, the the $30 ones. ones. They just don't work at all. Yeah. So we ended up getting a big one. But going back to travel, where's your current destination or current to date? Favorite. Favorite destination. (laughs) Current favorite destination. Um, Well, we haven't gone out west yet. I would say for me, it's tied between the Keys and, well, yeah, for me, it's the Keys. 
Oh, man. I think I'm going to have to go with Acadia. Acadia National Park. Nice. We haven't been there yet. If you, we hope to go to both if you like, If, if you like hiking, I mean, Acadia was just incredible. Because, like, you get up to, like, the sites and you, you can mm-hmm. see, like, the beautiful mountains. And then you look the other way and it's the ocean. And it's, like, the smells and everything kind of mixing. It's wow. a really cool, cool place. And then you touched on a little bit, but are there any apps that really make your your travel lifestyle easier or ones that you go to? Harvest Host for one. Yeah, Harvest Host is really great to use. I use Campedium. Is that how you say it? Campedium, yeah. Oh, that's, wow. that's great for, you know, looking at reviews, seeing what kind of cell service there is. Um, so you guys sound like you've got a lot on your plate. It sounds like you're trying to get this renovation in there and also get back out on the road to make use of summer. And I wish you all the best of luck. Yeah. The next two months are like, oh, yeah. it's yeah, there's, we got, we got a lot of stuff playing and a lot of, lot of, lot of mm-hmm. nice. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to join us on this new adventure we're doing. And I can definitely tell that people are going to grab some nuggets of wisdom from what you guys have gleaned in almost a year you've been out. And uh, we will definitely make sure to link all of your, your social channels and get you guys hooked up so they can follow along with the Airstream build and all the things, the travels and adventuring you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks for Chad. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys later. See you on the run. Thanks for having us. We hope you found that interview insightful and encourage you to join us on the next episode of Traveling Families. If you want to connect with the traveling community, please head over to travelingfamilies.co to find link to the Facebook group and all of our social media platforms. Check out the show notes for all of the guest links. And if you're interested in seeing what gear other traveling families recommend, we add these items to our Amazon storefront after each episode. Until next time. Whether for a day or a lifetime. Get out there and travel with your family.